Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as stand-up comedian, Bulldog's banner man, my new DVD is out now. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Danny McGinley. Hello. Is it 140? I thought it was 160. It is, but when I wrote the intro... Right, you've just kept I it. I erroneously put it at 140 <laughs> and haven't had the balls to change it. Wow. It would take courage to be correct. Look, the people <laughs> have come to expect a certain, certain level of error. And uh, <laughs> if they can get past the intro and yep. be comfortable with that... The podcast is a wide open landscape. Uh, well, you know, Twitter is the home of the pedant. <laughs> I know, I know, and you know what? I think you're only the second person to bring it up to me. So either, oh really? <laughs> no one's listened, which the stats suggest that's not the case. Or the pedants have gone. Well, that's just wrong. Stopped and not said anything. Well, but also you said it with such authority. I questioned myself whether it was uh, 140 or 160. I have a feeling that it used to be 140, and they extended it to 160. Oh. So I, I can't even put my hand on heart. Those essays we can put up now. <laughs> wow. 20 characters, all the links. Danny, my first question. In social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Danny. Great. Is it correct? <laughs> how, does, how do you find in settings where you're unknown, yep. do you have to then elaborate? Or are you normally in settings where people know, oh, he's the comedian guy? Uh, I don't... Hmm, um, I, I don't usually open... if. I don't usually open with telling people I'm a comedian because sure. in- invariably you get the annoying. Oh, tell us a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, have you have you done have you been on the comedy festival gala? You know, <laughs> you <laughs> you have to go. No, no. Yep, let, you got it. Your own TV show. No, mm. uh, it's a few. You know, goes through. <clears throat> just brings up some demons straight away. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you know, uh, when it comes up, I'll say yeah, I, I'm stand up comedian. Mm. Uh, often though, like if I'm in a situation where like if i'm overseas and i'm just meeting you know you're talking to a tour guide for an hour i'll just lie and say i work in television as a you know camera operator or something you know that's only a half lie that's true yeah i still i'm still uh insecure enough that i want to say i work in tv so i sound cool (laughs) but uh also just yeah not wanting to get into (laughs) the nitty-gritty um the you know of of performance and tv warm-up and uh, yeah, all the minutiae of what I do. As an independent contractor who makes a large portion of their income as uh, a stand-up comedian, yes, there are many strings to your bow. There you, are. I'm you... a renaissance man, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the choice, if one thing could capture your attention all the time, yep. what would it be? I'd be performing stand-up life. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, my, my ultimate dream in life is... When I'm uh, when I'm old, is to live Billy Connolly's life. I'd like to yeah. go and just play the big theatres and uh, and see the world that way, and mm. you know, maybe do a movie <laughs> here and there. Here and there. <clears throat> well, if I'm doing Billy Connolly's life, be in a movie, die in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he is the only person to have ever been killed off in a Muppet film. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great, isn't it? It's it, wow, and all the better for it too. I I. Uh, have been a long time fan of Billy Connolly. It sounds yeah, like you are. Oh, he's my well. favourite. Yep. I recently he had a, a television program on in Australia um, where he caught trains across America. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. And did that sort of thing. Yeah. And the thing that struck me more than anything was he is still pretty sharp. Oh, yeah. 
but very clearly the Parkinson's Parkinson's and prostate cancer have got to him a bit. Getting to grab onto him. Yeah, yeah. Physically, he's he's a bit shaky, mm. for, for want of a better term. Um, but yeah, he's still sharp as a tack. But I, I think it's it. He's so likable. Like he, he, remember in one of those, he was mm. talking about he was taking a shower on a train and he was, <laughs> and the train hit a bump or something. And he said Parkinson's people with Parkinson's <laughs> shouldn't shower on the train. I almost turned was almost turned upside down. <laughs> It just like man, he he's just so he owns the Parkinson's, mm. and you just God, I love him. I want to meet him one day, and, and yes. I really hope he's not a dick. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, have you? Uh, because you would get to meet many comedians. Yeah, I've met I've met a lot of my heroes. Have you been disappointed? Uh, yeah, Will Anderson. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mister Black. No, uh, uh, has anyone disappointed me? Um. No, if anything, you get uh, things that... Have, I've been impressed by... Mm. You know, there's a lot of people who are lovely. Something that really impressed me was how... When I worked with Colin Lane on The Circle, yeah. I was really impressed. That's not really a character Colin plays. He's <laughs> like that all the time. <laughs> He's just... He loves to he loves to shit stir and, mm. and can, yeah, can be a bit of a dick, but he's always really lovable and hilarious when he does it. And a big smile to follow. Big smile and, yep, just <laughs> will tell you when you're boring him. <laughs> he's great. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, Mick Malloy is not playing a character. He's like that mm. all the time. He's, yeah, so... Has anyone disappointed? No. No, I've disappointed uh, a lot of other comedians in that I've met comedians who other comedians love... And I've not realised how famous they were. Like yeah. I gigged with uh, Mark Maron. I had no idea who he was. Uh, right. Stuart Lee. Mm. I had no idea who he was. We were just doing the gigs in the festival. I'm not a huge comedy nerd, so I don't, yeah. you know, I just work in the industry and stuff. Uh, There's certainly an element of that, though, isn't it, for, for people who are in comedy, that a lot of them almost tend to be students of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, to, to Nick Cody and Dilruk Jai Singh are two amazing uh, up-and-coming comics and they're, they're hitting the big heights at the moment. They're both, yeah. They, on their nights off, they go watch comedy, they listen to comedy albums all the time. I don't know. God, no. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, whenever I watch other people do comedy, I've, you know, it's, if it's bad, I get annoyed and if it's yeah. good, I feel insecure. It's, <laughs> God, that's, that's why I watch football. <laughs> 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 because you know you you will never achieve at that level. Or? Yeah, it's looking like I'm turned 34 tomorrow, and uh, looks like um, I might not. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm going to be rookie listed. <laughs> 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 I'm okay with it. I'm happy with my job in footy. <laughs> yeah. The as far as footy goes, we're talking AFL. We are Australian Rules Football. The team you follow is the Footscray Football Club, Patriotry Limited, trading as Western Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do you follow the Bulldogs? Oh, uh, well, my parents are migrants. Um, uh, Dad, Glasgow, Mum, Northern Ireland. Um, they so came you weren't to... quite born into it. Uh, oh, no, not at all. No, I... Um... Uh, what? Yeah, footy was always. Dad's a big Glasgow Celtic fan, so yeah. you know there was round ball on occasionally at the house. Um, but when they came to Australia, I. You know, long story short, we I've, I remember I asked mum for a footy jumper. I think I went for the Tigers or the Magpies. It's, that's, yeah. Because Tigers are cool yeah. and Magpies were in our backyard. So sure. that was, that's really all it was. But And I asked mum for a footy jumper. She didn't care. She didn't know any of the te- She went down to Kmart. What's the cheapest one? That one. Done. Yep, that's your team. Nice. <laughs> and a home came a Bulldogs jersey. A home came a Bulldogs jersey. And I went, yeah, cool. I like dogs too. Yep, I guess this is my team. <laughs> 
and that is something that you've applied yourself to then. Uh, well, yeah, I'm a, so I'm a bit obsessed with them now. Yeah, because it, it, I, I, I look at many people follow sport, air quotes, follow sport in that they will watch it if it's on or they yep. might barrack for said team if yep. they know the game's on tonight and yep. that team's on. But when it comes to AFL football and I look at people like yourself, it's not... It's not a, oh, you know, 2.30 the game's on, we might watch it. No, it's, it's you plan your weekend around it yeah. and uh, a lot of uh, spare time is discussing the game. This is, this is Melbourne though. Like people in... Sure. The, I didn't realise that was unique about Melbourne. I thought every city was just in love with sport. I thought if I went to Sydney, mm. everyone would be a rugby league fan and everyone would be talking about rugby league. But no, no, mm. no, one, no one cares about rugby league there. Like here, we're here in Brisbane at the moment. Uh, there's some people who follow the Broncos. There's some people who follow the Reds. Yes. Some people Brisbane Raw, the 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 round ball team, mm. and but it's not only Melbourne has that. True, everybody loves the sport, and it's what dominates conversations for sure. six months of the year. Like even the people who hate footy, they've still got a team. Yeah. <laughs> That's you don't get that anywhere else. There's no I hate football. Who do you like? Well, St Kilda. Is uh, the opportunity to be at the ground with, you know, thousands of other people, scarves, journeys, be- jerseys, beanies, those kinds of things. That community that forms oh, yeah. out on game day is a pretty amazing thing to be a part well, of. Yeah, footy it? clubs are the new... Because they're, 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 Australia's becoming less religious. Yep. I think football clubs uh, from all levels, community to all the way to AFL, are replacing parishes. Mm. Uh, they're where you go every week and you, you can build community through there. And it's tribal. Yeah. You know, you've got your colours, you don't like the other team's colours. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's a good thing. We don't exactly see Dalesford, you know, Anglican Church facing off against, you know, Melbourne Central Uniting and punching right, on the... after the game. <laughs> Not these days. You do still in Northern Ireland. But, uh... <laughs> 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 yeah. Your prayers on the face was rubbish. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you call that communion? Fuck <laughs> You've been lucky enough in your time as a football fan Mm -hmm. the fact that you then cross over into this comedy thing somehow you've wangled your way into writing banners for the Bulldogs I've combined the two it's uh, and it wasn't Premeditated. This is uh, the I've told the no. What, uh, what, the, this is the origin story of how I became the banner writer. I uh, was uh, uh, 2014. I was at uh, Dockland Stadium in Melbourne. Yes. We were playing the Brisbane Lions, and the ba- and I was there, and the banner was up, and it said, "We are here to do our best, so victory will be ours." Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't rhyme. It <laughs> was terrible. And the dogs got we got we were supposed to beat Brisbane, but Brisbane were beating us. So I'm you know head down in the phone as I often am when the dogs are losing because it's either head down on the phone or hurling abuse. So <laughs> head down on the phone. I just tweeted how bad the banner was, and the cheer squad were clearly doing the same thing. They're the guys who yeah. make the banners, and they were responding, going, well, "Why don't you get involved?" And yeah, I just finished work a few months earlier on a, a, an AFL football TV show yes. called Before the Game, which was, uh, I was a huge fan of that. And then I got to work on it and that was a joy. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that, that got axed by Channel 10 a few months earlier. So I, yeah, the, the, I, I contacted the Bulldogs and said, I used to work for Before the Game, let me write the banners. Yep. And uh, yeah, they gave me a trial and here we go. It was it was a really great phone call. I got a call from this lady called Linda Murray, who's my contact at the Bulldogs now. She's mm. the one who, uh, you know, 
part is the she's the middle woman between me and middle management and yes. everything. But her ultimately her job, she's got a great title like uh, member, coordinator, executive, something. It's her job to deal with dickhead fans <laughs> who think they can improve the club. <laughs> I reckon you should trade that guy. Yep, yep. She'll be the one who's like has to not she, she email them back. Thanks for your feedback. Our football department are very you know all of that. But yeah, so she I got a call from her and it was clearly just on her list of dickhead fans to deal with. She goes, okay, so I hear you think you can write our banners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, all right, well, we're playing at the Adelaide Oval. It's the you know the first time we were playing at Adelaide Oval yes. next week. Uh, we're playing Port Adelaide. What, what do you think? And thankfully, the Impro Gods just gave me one like that. And I said, oh, that's easy. Uh, Western Bulldogs undefeated at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then there was there was about five. There was a long pause, like a good five seconds of silence, mm. and then she went, "Okay, I'm going to call you back. That's actually good." <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the call saying, "All right, we're doing it. Yeah, we're going to we'll keep you in for the rest of the year." And yeah, it's, it hasn't stopped. And that, does that provide you? Because I, I'm going to make an assumption. Sure, this isn't a paid gig. This is uh, a love gig. This is a love gig, but it is led to. Uh, oh no, I get free tickets. So oh, like, okay, so it's quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, but also now I do a lot of um, live work for the oh, Bulldogs. So, and that is paid. So, excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So before every home match, I host a little show at uh, Dockland Stadium uh, interviewing a player that's injured. Or that's a, great. Like, yeah, 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 and that's good. I get paid to go to the footy, which is mm-hmm. when, you've got a, when you've got young kids and uh, going to the footy would be, yeah. uh, is, is you getting out of the house? Oh, babe, I've got to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. They'll just skill you uh, on the way as you go to get a beer and a pie. So the, you're done anyway. Yeah, exactly. We're finished. <laughs> We're such finished. It's time rule. to drink. It's such a rule. It is good. No, it's a it's a dream job, and I'm 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 loving it. As you should, man. That's that's seriously very cool. And you you are. Uh, active on social media and certainly sharing them and, and those sorts of things. Yeah, well, that that's where, th- th- yes, Twitter's been really good. I tweet all the banners. I also tweet the rejected banners where Great. I can be a bit more risque. I know that some people at the club aren't happy I do that, but uh, no one's told me to stop yet. So. Well, look, ultimately, that's a much smaller audience compared to a national television audience that would get to see them otherwise. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, let alone the fans that come to the ground. So yep. the thing that gets on the banner is... Yeah, it's approved. It's a it's a positive thing. Or Absolutely, it's yeah. It's having a, a dig at the other the other team. <laughs> I try and do that as much, as often as I can. It's it's great. It, it pretty much, I get to you know I, I, when I do stand up, I'm performing to you know a, on a good week, I'll perform to about a thousand people over the course of the week. Sure. You know, so say I was doing a week at the Comics Lounge, that's yep. three hundred people a night, and so but uh, so but with the banner, I get one joke I write per week that is shown to an audience of about 100,000. Awesome. So that's, yeah, that that's pretty special. Yeah. That's, man, that's so great. Uh, I, as a part of um, what you've been doing, it's also um, built your, well, let's call it cult status within the yeah. football community. Yeah. Because now, I, I don't know if the other teams have raised the bar yet on their banner writing. Some have. Yes. Uh, some haven't. Yes, some <laughs> some particularly um, G- Greater Western Sydney Giants contacted a friend of mine yes. uh, in Sydney. Said we're playing the. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, I'll name name yeah. Ju- Julian Schiller. Excellent. Uh, yeah, who's who's a great sports yeah. uh, comedian. Um, he and they said we we we're playing the Bulldogs. Can you help us come up with something funny? Perfect. And he came up with a bunch of stuff. A little too slanderous. <laughs> they decided. <laughs> 
So they didn't go with it, but uh, <clears throat> then they they had a banner that was a dig at me, yeah. which I was I was very happy with. And Port Adelaide, we played them uh, last year. Oh no, it would be 2014. Oh no, 2015. And we just had we had the dumbest. Um, I remember in the build up to this banner, we'd had a couple of um, sort of serious ones, or, or yeah, having a. Yeah, we had because this was in the the midst of the Adam Goods booing saga. Oh, sure, yeah. So we'd had a few banners that were you know support goods, you know, don't be a dick, mm. things like that. Not not in those words, but and then so we wanted subtext. Subtext, don't be a dick. Yeah, and then we played uh, Port Adelaide, and we I decided I wanted the stupidest banner possible, mm. and so we came up with uh, a bulldog's love, never in doubt. Port tastes yuck and gives you gout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beyond stupid, but. <laughs> And then we played Port Adelaide this year at Adelaide Oval and they, their banner said, Port may give you gout, but it tastes good with cheese. Bulldogs give you nothing but fleas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that there's this... Well, it's not even week to week. It's, no, it's year to year. Yeah, this toe-to-toe when you get to face off against and, uh, yeah, teams. And, and I will be responding to that banner next year. That's and so and I think in about 10 years, there'll be a newspaper article which just shows them all. But I, if, if anyone from the Port Adelaide Cheer Squad is listening or anyone... Please keep it up because oh, I'm going to yeah. keep this up. And yeah, the more banner banter, the better. It's so great. I, I remember watching a uh, look. I'll call it a sketch. That that's not to demean it, but a piece that you did. It's so um, good. Why is everyone? Everyone's really anti the word sketch or well, skit. I, I, I say sketch in that I don't want to demean it. In that it, I, I don't want you to sort of think as as an offhanded. Um, no, no. That's what other words would you describe? Okay, I suppose it's a sketch. Yeah, it's a sketch. Or hang on, depends on what it is. Actually, well, you, this was when you say that, you know. I, I met this sketch. You that uh, that you know that two year old boy that fell out of your wife. Yeah. Go, no, that, that's my son. That's not a sketch. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was a sketch where you went. Or was it to audition? As the banner writer for a different club. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is we were making fun of um, free agency, which is where mm-hmm. players can go from club to club. And yeah, we were pretending that um, the Carlton Football Club were going to poach yes. me. Yeah, yeah. We're doing a few sketches for Channel Seven Game Day. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's great fun. There's a, a, a producer. I used to work on a, a soccer show called it was Santo Sam and Ed. Yes. Total Football. The producer of that now works at Game Day, and he's got me in to do uh, comedy. He's a uh, John Oroglasso is his name. He does a bit of oh, broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, big yeah. big O. Yeah, he's we're writing them together, and they they go really well Channel That's 7 are happy brilliant. with them we've got a good one coming out good yeah uh, I think it's on in two weeks we've managed to get uh, the, the president of the, the Bulldogs Peter Gordon yes. from, from Slater and Gordon like, yeah he's uh, and yeah he's he's pulled a lot of strings so we've got the coach in there the captain it's this it's going to be brilliant. great yeah man and, and, and I would I would expect that uh, fans broadly of course respond well to this you know the humorous angle yeah but certainly Bulldogs fans would be loving it sick where it's it it oh, I hate using words like this but it it, it really meshes with our brand <laughs> <laughs> resonates strongly it does I, I got um, one of the other perks is I got to go to a board meeting oh great so Whoa. yeah there was uh, of the Bulldogs like so P- Peter Gordon Susan Alberti I've never more felt like the kid at the grown ups table <laughs> And and yeah, like they they bought. It's all like uh, there's a lady who's in charge of Disney Australia. Yeah. There's and just really rich, powerful, smart people. And Peter, President Gordon, just kept referring to me. Go, oh, what do you think about that? I'm going, <laughs> uh, yep, sounds good. Yep, sure. <laughs> what whatever you think, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that was, I can't remember the point of the story, but uh, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, just the, the, the Bulldogs fans are... Oh yeah, yeah, and from that, um, I got to, uh, we were talking about, yeah, the, 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 
where where they want the the brand to be, and mm. I probably shouldn't talk about this on air, but oh well. Um, no one listens. No one listens. It's fine. No, um, there's a big thi- a lot of if you talk to an average footy fan, they will always say Bulldogs are my second favourite team. We're like the the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They're just because we've never we've only won one grand final. Just an alternative, yeah, yeah. Just and just the the battlers, working class, struggling, yep. and for a while, our previous administration at the Bulldogs were all like, no, no, we don't want to be everyone's second favourite team. We want to mm. win. We want to dominate. And whereas President Gordon's a bit more pragmatic, he goes, no, no, I like us being liked. I think if he wants, when the Bulldogs do make a grand final, which you know could be this year, could you know touch wood any time, uh, we want all of Melbourne supporting us. Sure. And just the romance of that story and everything. So us having, yeah, funny banners adds to the likability of the club. Which is why we've also got this. We've got a cap. Our captain is called uh, Bob Murphy, and you know you're not a footy guy, so you probably don't know. I, I hear lots of names. Yeah, fair enough. Bob Murphy is probably the most loved guy in football, and I, and I am biased because I'm a Dogs fan. But Bob writes a well, he used to write a column every week for the Age yeah. in the footy section. Only about twenty percent of the time was it about footy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he would write about his favorite bands, That's favorite movies. Great. He's just yeah, and he's he's a really good writer. And he would sort of mention footy, but then go off about you know Bob Dylan lyrics or whatever. And they're, they're, yeah, any non-football fan should get get his book. I think it's called Murphy's Law. Well worth a read. That's because it's not really about football. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I have enjoyed a game of AFL in the past. In you know watching it live and those sorts of oh, things. Oh yeah, cool. It really is. Now, I will offer, I've been to game a few games in Brisbane, mm-hmm. um, and I've been to a couple of games. I've been lucky to go to uh, Docklands once and the G once. Right. Um, and it, you're right that, apart from it being birthed out of a Victorian cult, yeah. um, <laughs> Victorians, Melburnians get it. They are, oh, yeah. they are there 100% when the... When the the moment the siren goes and the balls bounce from the first time, right through till the final siren, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and everyone's focused on the game. It's not like yeah. cricket where you're having a chat to your mates and oh, there's a wicket, whatever. No, the most you're talking to your mates about. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. can you get away with that? Exactly. Or what kind of goal or mark it's, was that? It's it's a brilliant game, like, and, and TV doesn't do it justice. If you've got listeners mm. who've only ever seen it on TV, just just once you like go and see it live because. The game moves so fast and the, the playing arena is yeah. so... Big. I think it's the second biggest ball sport uh, arena-wise, first being golf. Mm. Uh, obviously, cricket has the same size. <laughs> Maybe that's a bullshit stat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's so... Fun. Like, when they kick it on, on screen, you have no idea where if they've, it's a good kick or not. But when you're there live... Like, my wife's from Ukraine, and sure. she didn't really like footy. But then I took her to the game, and she's like, oh, I, I can understand. They kick, and it goes over there. And yeah. it, is, it is crazy, right? Because it, it's not... You're right, because the, the camera has to follow the ball. That's right. Mostly, because yep. yep. that's where the action is mainly happening. They will cut away to, you know, maybe guys jockeying for position to receive a kick or be available. Yeah. That sort of stuff. But, yeah, to watch it live, it's uh, just a, a fluid motion, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. Everything is happening all of the time. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. And it's, yeah. And the, the, you, people often also compliment that there's no violence within the fans at AFL games. Like, mm. you know, you go to a, you, even an A-League game, you yep. know, Western Sydney Wanderers and Melbourne City fans have punched on and uh, thankfully my Melbourne victory are very well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <Not. laughs> uh, and, uh, but 
There's no like. There's a few. You might get a few punch-ons just because mm. people are drunk and stuff. But very rarely will there be any arrests or anything like that in an Aussie Rules game, and that's because you're focused on the match. Yeah. You know, the the more dull a sport is, the more chance there is for violence. There's more violence at soccer games that are nil all draws than yes. at uh, five golf. So sexually frustrating. Oh yeah. I'm surprised there's no. Why is there no riding at the golf? <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be... I've never gone to the golf live. I've, it's, I've, I find it quite dull. I don't understand dull. people that go to watch golf. Nah. I mean, it's a screensaver for television to yeah. start with. I don't even get uh, tennis either. Like, I went to the tennis once, I had mm. free tickets. You're not allad to talk. No, it's not up. even just talk to your mate Quiet, next year. Please. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. For those that are listening that have never seen an AFL game and are wondering what the heck we're talking about, yep. how would you describe a game of AFL? Uh, when, I, when I was in America, I always used to describe it as a mixture between, um, mixture between rugby and Quidditch. <laughs> Quidditch? <laughs> you know, the, the Harry Potter yeah, sport. No, it's just very rough and very fast mm. and, yeah, and that... And, you know, there's things happening that you can't really explain. <laughs> and, yeah. And, of course, invariably, America's a girl. So they play on broomsticks? No, fuckhead. <laughs> but it's, I mean, the, its origins are from... It's a, it's a hybrid game of Gaelic football mm. and an indigenous game called Mangrook. Mm. So it's, it's, a, it's a truly unique sport. It's very fast. It's re- very physical. They, they, those athletes have to be... Uh, they're the fittest of all athletes, I think, in the world. Well, they talk about some some of the the guys that, and this is how much I know about AFL. Don't know positions. It's okay, but some of the, the the guys that run around in the center and those that area. Yeah, the, the running marathons on the ball. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's right. That's why I was a rubbish player. My asthma. Ludicrous. Yeah, just didn't have the engine, as they say. I'll, I'll be a Tony Lockett, full you know, full forward. Just yeah. kick me the ball. Kick me the ball. And but those players are dying out. Everyone's got to be able to play every single position now. It's it's impossible for average people to play this game at an elite level. Those guys have to be the best that they are, the best of the best. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it's there's a great. I don't know which American comedian I saw do this. But it's it's a really good like the FIFA World Cup is the best athletes in the world, and America's fourth best. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think that it's Australia's fourth best as well, <laughs> behind <laughs> AFL cricket and the rugby kids. Yeah, oh, it's it is uh, it's almost a church. It, you mentioned it before. It, it really is. It really is. Yeah. It's and you know and it's a church where you can drink. I mean, you can drink it. You get one sip of blood of Christ, but, you know, it'd be even... Pints. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can get a plastic cup of, of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I can see the clouds building. We're going to get in trouble. Um, you mentioned or sort of touched on the fact that you had worked on television or worked around television. Yeah. Um, because it's... In Australia, the, the comedy circuit, if we call it that, is limited by the fact that we're a big country with only 26 million people in it. Yeah. So to do gigs, it's not like you can drive for 30 minutes and then have another 300 people to play to. You've got to do yeah. decent stints, drive. Like you're in Brisbane. You live I'm in, in Brisbane for this week, yeah. And uh, yeah, you can, and it's really only the capital cities that have yeah. comedy clubs. And so, yeah. that's There's not the university circuit here like there is in the States. And that no, kind of thing. no. Mostly because there's not many college towns. Yeah. Like all the... Everything's, everything's in the capital cities. Yeah. But like there's, there's Australia, is huge cities like apparently uh, Sydney is bigger than New York City in mm. in terms of distance and size, and then there's just vast amounts of nothing. Mm, <laughs> Hard to do a gig there. Well, you can, just not many people turn up. Yeah. 
So to supplement that, you have to do other things. All comics, yeah. uh, apart from a very small group, have to do other things to make cash that's, if they want to be comedians full-time. That's right. For you, you get the benefit uh, and are quite adept at doing things like audience warm-up and those kinds of things, which yep. I've seen a lot of and is a real skill Yeah, to be able to do that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, there's only about half a dozen of us in the whole country that mm. that, that do it, which is great. It means there's the job security. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to be able to. It takes a real lot of improvisational skills, likability. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you're doing stand, but you also got to leave your ego at the door because they're not there to see you. Yeah, I can imagine. So yeah, you you've just got to dance like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you so much better at stand-up. Like, Ross Noble did it for years, and that's yeah. why he's amazing. God, he is crazy good. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, I think I remember seeing you do warm-up. Well, it was even more... I would call it more than warm-up, right? You were um, you were corralling the audience for a, a Charlie Pickering episode. Oh, yeah, the weekly, yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and because of... Uh, like, people that may have been to, to CTV recorded, mm. sometimes they do go as live and it's it will warm you up, get it happy. The show happens, we end, everyone files out neatly. Yep. But the nature of a lot of those kinds of topical news shows and that kind of thing, like the project has to go live because it's broadcast live. That's right, yep. So you get to clap, keep people interested in the breaks, and then we're back. And then we're done, yep. Whereas with the weekly, the taping can go for quite some time, can't it? It can, yeah. We've uh, we had a few three hour marathons for a half hour show wow. uh, this year. Yeah, there was once where uh, this, uh, this is rare. Normally, it's a really well scripted show, mm. but uh, Charlie did a bit, and it just got nothing from the mm. crowd. Like, and so he left the studio to go and just, and all the writers just rewrote it. But it took wow. him a good forty minutes. And I've, so what are you doing? I then go out and I'm literally talking to that crowd for 40 minutes, never knowing when it's going to stop. Uh, but thankfully for Charlie's show, we get a lot of um, you know a lot of comedy nerds mm. and TV nerds, and that's in a very his- they film that in a very historical studio yes. in ABC in Elstonwick in Melbourne. And I just talk about the history of the room, talk about old ABC shows that have been filmed there, and then it got on to just obscure ABC shows because a lot of the the crowd were ABC nerds. So yeah, I was, yeah. I, we started just uh, listing. Uh, you might be too old to, rem- to remember this, but in the late '80s, early '90s, there would just be these five-minute shows mm-hmm. on ABC that, like Banana Man and Danger Mouse. Yeah. And, okay, so you're, you're right. Yeah, and but what's other obscure ones you remember? I, they're not five minute in a stitz, but I remember things like uh, Inspector Gadget. Yeah, okay. Yep. I, I, I'm of the era where it was the goodies and Inspector Gadget. Okay, yep. and then we had to turn over for the news. Yeah, yeah. That was Mum my childhood. Annoying. Yeah, but there was like, well, yeah. So for that period, I just remember discussing mm. all these shows that I couldn't, you know, that, and I would just remember half an idea, and then someone would go, "Yeah, I remember that," and then I, and then it became a group discussion. So right. that's how I filled forty minutes. Man, By the way, uh, my favourite of those old shows, yes. I'm guessing, uh, Tales from Fat Tulips Garden. It was uh, Tony Robinson Baldrick from Blackadder, <gasps> yes, in his garden, just telling stories about the frogs and yes. insects that live there, and and it was fantastic. It was just him talking to camera telling this story that happened in the garden. You never saw... There was no animation or no, anything. No, it was just him talking. Just him talking and, and doing voices. Weaving a tail. It was great. I, uh, the Blackadder Goes Forth is on... The time of recording on tonight. There's an episode on tonight. Oh, okay, yep. And I um, saw it in the guide and it forced... I had to go and watch it again because I loved 
that series, both for the writing and for who it exposed me to. Yeah. In Rowan Atkinson, Tony Robinson, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie. Oh, man, they're good. And, you know, the other cast that sort of fit around that. But that those four seem to play through most of the four series. Yeah, and Tim, Tim McKinney is a uh, darling. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I watched Eddie the Eagle, the film, oh, yeah, on the plane. It's, it's ter- yeah, it's terrible. But, uh, it, and yeah, uh, Tim McKinney's in it pretty much playing darling as Perfect. as the British Olympic guy who doesn't believe in Eddie at all. It's, That's uh, great. Yeah, it's <laughs> if it was any other actor, you, I mean, you'd be even more annoying because they're all one-dimensional characters in yeah. that film. But uh, but yeah, he's, he's uh, you sort of go, ah, it's darling. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's man, that's so good. The so you do that that sort of stuff now. The, the audience audience warm up. Yep. I love that it's called warm up when I have to maintain the warm. Um, <laughs> it's such a crazy business. Uh, working on the circle you mentioned before, which was also something that it's that that's a crazy show in and of itself. And I mean crazy silly. I mean crazy because it hits such a sweet spot yeah. for a time within Australian television culture, um, and was ultimately axed because the network that ran it felt that it wasn't delivering what they wanted. Oh, the network. The network screwed it over mm. completely. It was a great show. It was four uh, very likable women, very intelligent, smart, yeah, yeah. Uh, just talking about not so much. Well, they yeah, they just talk about everything. Yep. It was you know like the View, but the thing I like it was yeah like the View, but at no point did they argue. Mm. They were just four likable people being smart and and getting along. Like um, it was there was a pretty short. Pam Barnes was the yes. their producer. And Who now produces Family Feud. Family think, Feud, yeah. that's right. And she's got a strict no dickheads policy. Right. And that was really that really worked at the circle. And so, then and it went for two hours yep. and then the network changed the time slot and made it even longer mm. and and didn't and they lost two of the hosts because they didn't want to pay them enough and yep. and it just became a bit and then yeah making it it was only half an hour longer so it became two and a half hours but over a week that's another that adds up, two and a, that's another episode yeah and yeah then they would you know you've got to fill in a lot of content yeah. <laughs> I have this I have the theory with uh, with morning TV if you've only got three I mean rather than it be on for three hours just make as much good TV as you can yeah and then we'll just plug it up with repeats don't yeah. if, if if you know you're not going to be angry if if Larry and Kylie went you know uh, hey guys um, it's we've only been on for 45 minutes that's all we've got for today that's uh, here's here's an old episode of Wheel of Fortune uh, but yeah the, we can, if you want we'll stay on and we can talk about celebrity gossip if you do you want Kardashian talk no okay no. yeah Wheel of Fortune there you go easy <laughs> no you're right it, there is um, it's and I almost think that we're getting to a point, particularly in Australian television, where the dinosaurs that control programming are either wising up or getting so old that they're getting out. Yeah, possibly. So that that kind of thing is going to be less frequent. Certainly, from a cost mechanism, lots more television is being outsourced. I kind of following the American model, where anyone can make anything for a network instead of. The network being really parochial, we only yeah, put on okay. things that we make. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, so there's lots of uh, companies that make television for different networks. You know, it's quite often competing networks, sometimes even competing time slots. Yeah, um, but that makes good financial sense, right? Um, but yeah, the, the, to have a situation where I think the padding of shows. And there'll be a bit of a revolution that has to happen to, to morning television, particularly breakfast and the, the stuff that follows. Yep. Because you're right, it is a bit, let's just make it longer, make the things yeah. happen. More Koshy and Sam, more Carl and yeah. Lisa. And 
the audience are going, well, in part, it, they're in and out anyway. Yeah. But the audience that are hang on are going, no. <laughs> you know, we've seen a lot of that now and we don't want more of that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, how are they rating those shows? I'd, I'd... Well, the, the catch is, particularly for the stuff that follows the Brecky programs, they live and die by their... Um, infomercial stuff that's, course, yeah, that's how they yeah. make yeah. you know the stuff and then it leaves the network with a lesser bill to have to pick up which makes it more palatable right and it also builds them um, a stable of stars or allows them to have a proving ground yeah um, yeah yeah so I think particularly of Studio 10 which uh, became part of their new thing but it survived as it opposed did, to yeah. the to circle breakfast or whatever they oh call it. yeah yeah uh, breakfast that didn't or wake up that didn't there was yeah they've they've tried two of those shows yeah, yeah. just like leave cartoons on like kid, yeah you know that's that's like kids watch them they've got no option <laughs> if if you've got the only cartoons on oh, but I suppose they've got go now and everything you put the cartoons there's all of on the now. other things that that's yeah. the catch now so it doesn't have to be here's my thing it has to be on ten yeah uh, but she did ten in that they've done a circle ish thing yeah in that they've got a bunch of great very smart people predominantly women yeah. Um, what people think of Joe Hildebrand aside, I actually like the guy. He may have opinions you disagree with. I disagree and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but people like Sarah Harris, yep. whip smart and was thoroughly underrated in a journalist role and overlooked uh, at nine. Uh, the executive producer brought her across to 10 and she has f- flourished. Yeah, and yeah. he's now at Carrie Bickmore at the other end of the day, yeah, level nice. of staff at 10. And she's good on, we get her on, have you been paying attention? She does very well. So you yeah. also do stuff with Working Dog there? Yeah, as well. I, I work for Working Dog for Have You Been Paying Attention and Santo Sam and Ed when it was on. Nice. I think it's, it's oh, not on so anymore. Fun. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're good people. It's, it's fun working with your heroes there. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I told mm. this story on the I Love Green Guide Letters podcast the other day, but I'll, I'll tell it again here. Sure. Of uh, first time I met Rob Sitch, director of The Castle and everything. Oh. We were watching footy. Great. And we were talking about the, this new rule that had been brought in for that season. He goes, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not the vibe. <laughs> And anyone else, you would go, ah, Marbo. <laughs> yes. He, but he's just saying, and I'm just, and I'm just going, are you testing me? What is this? <laughs> and I didn't say anything. And then six months later, Spidey I felt... Com- senses are tingling everywhere. Yeah, I felt comfortable enough that I said, hey, Rob, you know you told me the vibe. And, and I was just going, and I was so, I didn't know whether to say Marbo or not. And he looked at me blankly and he goes, why would you say that? <laughs> and I said, because of your film, The Castle. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's in that, isn't it? <laughs> He had no idea. He was it's just so saying great. vibe. <laughs> he's so great. Yeah, he's brilliant. I love how grounded all of the working dog guys are. Yeah, they are. In, in that they've continued to work together since forever. Yep. Uh, and the content that they put out, they while they acknowledge that it needs to be on a network, they're making stuff for people. Yeah. But they're also willing to go, you know what, we're, we're happy that this is done. We don't want this to die a ratings death or we don't want this to be a... Yeah, um, they've, they've 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 jumped out of shows too early, I think, at times. But oh, uh, there would be many that would cry that there's a couple of shows that they could have done forever, yeah. and people would be happy about. Frontline one. Front. Do you know what's weird? I, I watched a few old Frontlines now. Mm. Remember when Frontline was supposed to be shocking, mm-hmm. and like they were sort of going, "Oh, imagine if current affairs did." Like they, you know, it was still believable. They pushed yeah. it a little bit. Now, oh no, like that's. It's tame what they're doing mm. compared to what Current Affair Today Tonight do. I remember when the Frontline first came out and, and, and journalism lecturers, because that, it was about the time I was at uni and I had friends studying journalism, and they kept talking about this show, Frontline. Our, our lecturer said we had to watch it because we're going to discuss it in a tutorial this week and those sorts of things. Um, they could still, and I, I believe they are still having kids watch Frontline yeah. to talk about not only of the time, but comparing that to now yeah, in the same yeah. way that you just did and go, wow, like what is... 
this is crazy talk, right? Yeah, any TV historian should just watch the opening credits of Frontline because it's it's pretty much a, a it's yes. it's how TV was made in the nineties because it's all tape. Yeah, and welcome analog to Frontline. And, yeah. Oh, goodness me, Danny McGinley, I could continue to talk for hours. I won't keep you much longer. Sure. What are you going to achieve in the next twelve months? Uh, I'm going to win the grand final. Uh, personally, yeah, personally. Um, um, Stand prob- back, guys. I've got this. Yeah, I got this, boys. It's all right. <laughs> I'll probably also win an Oscar. I think in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to star in a film. Then, then be James Bond right. and uh, cure asthma. Excellent. Yeah, your which family- helped me win the grand final. Great. Your family comfortable with this? Yeah, yeah. I've you've got it's pretty much got all my ducks ducks lined up. <laughs> No, I don't know. I'm going to have a baby in oh, really? a couple of months. Well, my wife's going to do most of the heavy lifting. But uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations! Thank man. you. That's yes, awesome. second child, it's a girl. Oh, wow, uh, that's that, brilliant. That's all we know. Yeah, boy, girl, done. Yep, um, that's right. So that'll take up a lot of my time. I won't be doing the festivals, mm. the comedy festivals, because of the baby. Yeah. yeah, new baby. Um, I'm hoping to do more stuff with Channel Seven with the the footy. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's such a great transition for you to have. You know, these things growing out of your footy fascination and the, and the banner writing stuff. Yeah. That because of Change of Life, and look, you, you're one of the few comedians that I look around Australia and go, family man, managing to pay the bills, meet the commitments, and still do stand-up successfully. Yeah, yeah. It's... And those, that, like, that's a torrid mix to have to throw into. Yeah. Because um, it's not a nine-to-five job, good old comedy. No. Um, so to have those other things appearing and growing and, and providing... Yeah, it's good timing. Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it could get very dry otherwise. I'd oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other job I had um, that's not been performance-based is I uh, managed a video shop. So I can't even go back to that. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> I can just imagine you standing next to one of those DVD kiosks. Yeah, yeah. Just, How you doing? Hey, guys. Have you seen this one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget to rewind the DVD. Oh, just okay, pointing yeah. to pictures and just going, that's really good. Yeah. What are you looking for tonight? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just with all I don't want to toot my trumpet, but I was I was pretty good at uh, I'd, I had my set five questions of um, mm-hmm. when people came in of uh, you know do, how are you going to be drink what are you going to be drinking yes. while you watch the show do you want to be scared do you want to laugh do you want to be impressed do you want to be able to brag that you've seen it oh nice yeah. and from that I could work out what yeah because that it is a dark art the it is a dark art yeah 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 because this is it's I took that job very seriously this is people's downtime mm. you need them to have a good time I shouldn't point out you were watching Mortal Kombat when I came in I've, I'm fine with that Kombat with a K Danny Mortal Kombat with a K yeah I just I, I saw it at the cinema when I was like 14 and I just didn't remember any of it so I had it on while I was doing stuff it's uh, do, do you know um, uh, it's got um, yes. uh, the, the woman from Billy Madison in it uh, 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 Bridget Bridget something she's married to Pete Sampras Really? Yeah, I only found that. I just double, I said, "What else have you been in?" You Billy Madison, Mortal Kombat, and then yeah, oh, she's mostly known for being married to Pete Sampras, <laughs> which immediately my brain go made, made me think of rabbits because of the Father Ted line <laughs> where Dougal has a rabbit called Sampras. He goes, "Why? Why'd you call it Sampras?" Well, you know, rabbits, tennis, you know all that. <laughs> <laughs> and how great that a female actress is mostly known for being married. Oh, to I know. Someone. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, she hasn't done too many films since well then. Well done, IMDb. Yeah. Hey, Danny. Yes. Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please okay. know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued, man. Thank you. Oh, th- thank you. That's, uh, this, that's, uh, it's got very uh, Jesus camp all of things a sudden. took a turn. <laughs> um, you are clearly a person who tweets. We've established yep, this. Yep. Not there- as, not, I try not to do it too much. I try to only, only tweet when I've got something to say. 
amateur. That's um, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, we've talked about why I don't follow you because I, I did for a bit and it was all my feed was just you. I can't do this. You don't follow enough people. Um, what other social accounts, things do you have that you would want oh, people I just, to know about? I just started Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I haven't got my head around it yet. I don't, I'm not really... I'm mostly doing it because people told me to yep. to do it. Uh, so I'm. I don't even. Heard, do you put at in front of that? I'm not. I'm so. Bulldogs banner man Great. on there. Um, just so I, I'm just tweeting banners and stuff like that. Which what? makes sense, right? It's a yeah. visual medium. Why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and I'm on Facebook. Um, you can like my page. And I, I've got a couple of things on YouTube. I should plug the my my web series mm-hmm. that we're trying to get made into TV shows. That that would be my dream. Um, there's a movie quiz show called Act Naturally. Yes. Uh, which is and uh, a sitcom called Shadow Factory. It's uh, set in ASIO. Oh, great! Which I, I, yeah, I really, I would love for that to get picked up. So these are on your YouTube channel. These now? are on YouTube now. Yeah, and where and, is that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> YouTube.com. <laughs> uh, just yeah, just type in Shadow Factory Danny McGinley. Um, Shadow Factory's uh, guests uh, features a couple of brilliant. Actors uh, Damien Callanan, Xavier Michael Leedy's Lucia Schmirk. Uh, but Santo Cholero guest stars in one as the Minister of Defence. Nice. Yeah. Connections pay off. Oh, yeah. And Santo. Santo was so good on set because he was. Because he does, at you know, on Utopia, uh, Tom does the lion's share of the writing. Mm. Uh, Rob, you know, does the acting and and direction, whereas mm. Santo does all the technical stuff. Santo was so, like, the, he was just telling the director, exact. All right. Film it exactly to here, and that'll create a great edit point for you. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, oh thanks, man." Wow, was, yeah, he was so helpful. He's brilliant. Well, this is the man that filmed the castle. Yeah, that's right. He just knows the vibe. The vibe. <laughs> this has been humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Danny McGinley is indeed human. <laughs>